0: to the weekly message from Angel of Joy Lutheran Church, an ELCA congregation located in Lufkin, Texas. Pastor Paul Guy and the family of Angel of Joy invite you to join us for worship at 10.15 a.m. on Sunday mornings. If you should find yourself in our neighborhood, please enjoy this message and visit our website at angelofjoy.org Dear friends, in Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. A couple of observations. The first one has nothing to do with the lesson today, but it still pertains, I think, in some ways, is when I was a teenager in high school, far from here. We had a choir that sang in the balcony where the organ was kept. And when it was time for the sermon, the ushers downstairs would dim the lights in the church, but they didn't have dimmer lights in the choir loft, and so they would just turn the lights off. And all the ladies in the choir would kind of lean forward and trying to get closer to the words of the pastor who was downstairs and way up in the front. And all the men, the basses and the tenors, would immediately fold their arms and bow their heads because they were very religious. <laughs> and that's where they would be until when the sermon was over, the ushers downstairs would turn the lights back on and and all the men would look up again because they had dwelled so deeply on the, the resplendent words of the pastor. Nobody turns the lights off or dims them here. We don't have dimmer lights. But... uh the other thing I was going to reflect upon was that the first lesson we heard today about Adam and Eve, we talked about that in the adult class, the Romans class, just a bit last Thursday. And I think it was Charlotte Squires was the one that observed that the one place in the world today where, where the sinless hang out together is in nudist colonies. <laughs> Didn't you say that, Charlotte? <laughs> Kind of makes sense in sort of a backwards way. Yeah, that's her sitting back, the one <laughs> blushing on the aisle over there. <laughs> well, this morning we just heard the story about Jesus and his temptation in the wilderness. Doesn't say a thing about what he wore, but, uh, and there's no mention in the Bible about Jesus, the sinless one, being without garb times change society's values and mores are adapted to the age in which we live but for jesus the temptation story well we know what it means to be tempted don't we jesus was tempted by satan three different times as we heard in the gospel and all three times he referred to scripture and he rebuffed the devil all three times. In one of the gospels, not the one we heard from Matthew today, but been in Mark it says that the devil went away till a more opportune time. In other words, he gave up that battle, but he hadn't given up the war. And one day he would think that he had won again on a day we know as Good Friday. But that's coming up later in the season. We listen to scripture because it has meaning for our lives today. And we can relate to the temptation story in that it's not a sin to be tempted. It's only a sin when we give in to the wrong kind of temptation. And so I'd like to share a story with you. Um, especially with an eye toward the clock, that keeps us right on schedule today. And this, this may or may not be a literally true story, but uh, it is a story that I would like to share with you nonetheless. Okay, here we go. The devil came to me the other day, as he often does, and he said, Preacher, how about joining me for a little walk? It never hurts to walk and talk a little bit now, does it? Well, I had to admit that I couldn't see any harm in walking and talking, and so I did agree to walk with him for a little while. Well, he led me out through the doors of the church, out through the parking lot and up the street to one of the, well, up by Walmart. And he took me to the counter, Actually, it was the filling station by Walmart. And he said, I'll tell you what, I'll buy you one of these lottery tickets. He took out his wallet, flashed a large wad of bills, he paid the cashier, and then he handed me the lottery ticket. My hands were trembling as I took it. I knew that jackpot was up to about a $100 million dollars. I was thinking, what could I spend that money on? And I had several things right off the bat that I thought were good. And of course, right at the top of the list was to get our church parking lot repaved. Of course. He said, hang on to that ticket and you will be the big winner. You won't have to work another day in your life. You won't have to write another sermon. Well, I didn't want to be impolite, so I discreetly put the ticket into my pocket and I said to myself, well, you know, I know that's wrong, but I'll tear it up and throw it away once he's gone. Well, then he took me up and showed me all the great pulpits of the church in a moment of time, and I saw the um, Harmony Hill Baptist Church I saw First Baptist Church, saw St. Patrick's, and then I saw that Crystal Cathedral out in Garden Grove, California, the one where Robert Shuler used to preach from. It's a Catholic church now. But I imagined myself in a beautiful blue robe preaching to a television audience of millions. All of this can be yours, he said. I can build you a cathedral even bigger and grander than this one. And you will have more viewers than any other preacher in all of history. And they will hang on every word. And no one will ever snooze through them. And they'll have to use wagons instead of plates to collect all of the offering money that will be joyfully handed over. To you I will give all of this authority and glory because it's mine to give. And I can give it to whomever I choose. And all you have to do is take your orders from me. Well, so I stood up there, I kind of gulped. Mm. As I looked at all of those magnificent pulpits and all of those splendid churches. No thank you. I'll stay here in my little church where I'm loved and appreciated, I said to him. And then the devil took me to the top of the Sears Tower in Chicago, you know, that that tallest building in America. And he let me look through the telescope they have up there at a net they had spread out on the pavement way down below. There was a large crowd gathered around that net, and they were chanting, go for it, go, 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 jump, jump, jump. And I could see the television crews from ABC and NBC and CBS and CNN. They were all there. Go ahead and jump, the devil said. It's never been done from this height before. Just think, you will be in the Guinness Book of Records. You'll be on TV within the hour around the world. There will be endorsements, talk shows. You'll be on Letterman. Arsenio's already asking for it. There will be movie contracts. And think of all the souls you'll be able to sow, to save when you're famous. Don't worry about the risk; God will keep you safe. It's in the Bible. Go ahead, look it up. It says there, angels will be there to protect you. So come on, go for it. Just jump. I think that's where I got kind of faint. You see, I'm kind of afraid of heights. get really nervous when I'm in a position like that. And when I came to my senses, the devil was gone, at least for the time being. But I I have a feeling I haven't seen the last of him. And come to think of it, I still have that lottery ticket. I really do. It's right here. I've been planning to tear it up, you know, but, well... Maybe one of you has a better idea what I should do with it. Yeah, in fact, maybe you'd like to take it off my hands. There you go. Sort of remove the temptation from me. And I want you to know that I most definitely do appreciate your concern for my well-being. You can talk to me after church if you wish. Amen. Thank you for listening. Please provide feedback on the iTunes podcast page and visit our website at angeljoy.org for more information.